What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? PDE Life in Alaska coming to you live from the van. Now, when I say van, it's actually a minivan. It's a 2001 Chevrolet Venture that we bought from my dad for like a thousand dollars. Basically, I did. I traded it for work on um, his vehicles, and uh, I've been driving it now for a year, almost a year and a half, and it has just been great. It's just been great. Anyway, so this is going to be probably a drive-by chit-chat because it's been a long, long time since I've done this. Number one, the sound quality when I do this, I'm usually driving on the highway, and now I have a wheel bearing going out, so it's literally making a whirring noise. So this may or may not sound good enough to... Um, whoops. Uh, sorry, I've just got a text here. Um... And anyway, <laughs> sorry, a lot going on here. I just, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about yet, really. Uh, I was talking about the van, so it's actually a minivan. It's a, one of our pet care vehicles. Um, it's the van I drive, the vehicle I drive most of the time. But uh, we got a couple other vehicles around, laying around, and uh, I'm about to start working on the plow truck. Those of you who've been around for a while know about the plow truck. When I first got on Anchor and I was Shortly after I first got on, probably a month and a half, I guess, is when I ran into Real Style Freestyle. And uh, a couple times I, I did some freestyles from inside the cab of the plow truck. And uh, those are some good times, you know what I'm saying? So that thing is literally on its last legs. Um, it's not that bad, but the flywheel, which is technically called a flex plate in an automatic transmission, and that is bolted to the back of the engine and it spins with the crankshaft, right? So when you engage the starter, this little gear literally engages with the teeth of the flywheel to turn your engine to start it up. And the flex plate, I will say, on the, which is a, another way of saying flywheel, um, the teeth on mine are so worn out that it will literally get to a spot where it, it won't connect with anything. So I'll have to get out, use my wrench to actually hand crank the engine to where I think the teeth are the good, and then I'll crank it up. So sometimes it takes a few times. Anyway, long story short, I don't want to be doing that in the winter time, and um, so it's literally time to, for me to pull it out. And I'll probably be putting that on Last Ventura Garage. Check that out if you haven't been on YouTube yet. Um, well, if you haven't been on, yeah. If, the first, if this is your first time going on to YouTube, please visit Last Frontier Garage. And But we do a lot of cool projects. We've got Corvette on there. We've got some dirt bikes, some other stuff. I've done a lot of work. Um, some of it I don't record because I do it with my phone. And when I record the uh, garage stuff, then it means I don't, I'm not listening to anything. You know, and I guess I could have a radio or another way to... But, you know, a lot of my stuff that I listen to is on my phone. So I got to get, like, a, another camera to use, which I'm not really sure what to get. But that's not that important at this point. So it's not a big deal. Anyway, so I think I'm going to end it here and go on to the next segment. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up to the bank, which is actually technically a credit union. It's another, another one of those uh, word 
things that people do, you know, call it credit union the banks because we're, you know, going to the bank, going to the store, you know. Anyways, guys, um, we'll catch you on the next segment. Hope all y'all having a great day. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is raining today. It has been rain, rain, raining the last couple weeks. A few weeks. It's just been kind of a cloudy, partly sunny, rainy. It's kind of how it is up here. Um, sometimes it's kind of a... We don't have a lot of consistent, you know, clear, sunny skies. Clear days, clear days, clear days. There's, we have an inlet to our uh, inlet of water, body of water, um, to our north. Um, west and south, and to our east, northeast, east, southeast is mountains. So a lot of volatility as far as weather goes. And um, let's see, where am I going here? Let's go on the highway. So we get a lot of different weather patterns, and it seems to be rainy. And of course, in the wintertime, it's snowy. It, sometimes it's weird, though. It's like it'll be raining in the summer, like crap summer. <laughs> And then the winter, you'd be like, all right, well, at least we'll get a bunch of snow. And then it'll just be like, nope, not snowing, just gray. And, you know, we might even have more clear days in the winter. But anyway, it's, it's, all, a, it's all a wash. If you live in Alaska, then you, you know, you kind of deal with this stuff. And uh, we did a little bit of fishing this summer. Didn't do as much as I wanted to. I feel bad, uh, mainly for, you know, my son and everything. He's 10 now. Uh, we're gonna get into that more and more. We we've been very busy with our business. You know, we're at the we're at a point where basically we're doing as much as my wife and I can do, and we now have two house sitters on staff. And so, um, and by the way, you can probably hear that loud whirring noise, which is the wheel bearing. And um, so, anyways, the next big thing we're doing is we're gonna make our website, which should drive a little more traffic through the door. Because what you want to do is, is really before you start marketing for, for more business, you want to make sure you have uh, a team in place that can handle that business so you're not like immediately telling people, oh, I'm sorry, we're booked up or something like that. So um, we're having to kind of figure out, you know, how do we hire people? You know, how do we hire employees? What do we have to do? What do we have, you know, the employees actually cost money to use. Um, you know, obviously you're paying them a wage which is coming out of the revenue you're getting, you know, from your business. But the business out of pocket, which is technically how you break down each dollar, you know, obviously the amount of money we pay them, part of that we could, you know, use for, and it is used for taxes and everything. And the way it works, when you're self-employed, you pay all of your all of your taxes, right? Um, which I believe is like 14, 15% this, percent that. You want to set aside about 30% of your of your revenue um, for taxes because you don't pay taxes, you know, out of your paycheck like an employee. You you actually literally have to go to the IRS website or have your tax professional or accountant pay quarterly taxes depending on where you're at in the year, what happened last year. So um, yeah, so it's a bit interesting, and you can get heavily penalized if you don't do that. And a lot of people don't realize that when they start their own business, but so as an employee, your employer is actually paying half of your taxes for you. Did you know that? And um, and of course, the other half you pay for out of your, the amount that you earn. 
and then you get the paycheck, right? Well, your employer also has to pay pay workman's comp um, insurance, as well as um, I, I suppose depending on what you do, as well as unemployment uh, tax. Basically, we have to set aside money. Oops. To if you you know decide to file for unemployment after you leave us, which I hope never happens, you know, I don't want people getting, I don't know, it depends on if you get fired or not, if you get, if you qualify for it, but basically, they, the money you set, you, you pay the government or set aside or whatever, the state, I believe, um, you know, that money is used for, um, if, if anyone ever goes on un- unemployment, and then I believe the government takes over, or you might have to keep paying it, I don't know, so what I'm, what I mean to say is that employees cost money. And if you price your product or service correctly, you know, you'll be able to figure out how much you can afford to actually pay your employees because, you know, you have to pay the business so it can operate. And then obviously the owner um, needs a little bit of money to come home with to buy some bread (laughs) from the store. And um, anyways, so... It's a unique thing. Um, I was an employee for most of my life. I had my own business on the side for a long time. And uh, oh, this person, I would have let you in if your blinker worked. Um, or if you used it. It's like you got a left brake light out. And anyway, so it's a bit, it takes a bit of getting used to. And so what we're trying to do is have a team of house sitters because my wife and I no longer house sit where we actually go to the house by the way, if you don't know, we own a pet care business called Happy Hearts Pet Care. You can actually find us on Instagram if, you, if you'd like to. We serve the Anchorage, greater Anchorage area here in Alaska. And as things move along, we may, we may or may not have like a regional, regional team and kind of build our brand. Um, it just depends on how much we want to do. You know, because I was listening to a podcast today and... It's actually, it's uh, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Really good. Uh, he's got some good stuff. Uh, you know, I don't listen to them all the time, but um, talking about, you know, you need to have a goal. You need to figure out where your business needs to grow to to sustain your lifestyle and then and just perfect it. You know, you don't, you don't have to keep growing and growing and growing and growing just to grow, you know. You got to have a goal. You got to, what am I trying to accomplish in our business? So, number one, we don't house sit anymore because it's too hard on our relationship. It's, you know, it's away from my family. And it's really best for, you know, single people and, you know, really single people. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. But, you know, you're not worried about your spouse or your whoever, your kids, and not spending time with them while you're house sitting. Anyway. So we want to build a strong team of house sitters so we never have to go back to house sittings. Our goal is we don't want to have to tell our clients, no, we can't help you. And then what I currently do is I also am the dog walker. And yes, we do make a good amount of money from dog walking. So I need to figure out how many dog walkers we have to have working with us or how many dog walks we have to do for me for me to be able to, to earn at least what I'm making now, which we'll probably have to double or triple the amount of walks we're doing. I would say triple to be safe, to be profitable. 
with a, a team. That way I could, quote, retire from dog walking and, you know, go further into the managerial running the business. Not manager. I don't like that term. But I also am the scheduling coordinator where I coordinate all the schedules. I, I handle all the billing. I'm, you know, I'm the bookkeeper. I'm everything, basically. Now, my wife does a lot as well. She's obviously doing her thing as a mother and wife, as well as she, when I'm away from the house, she's kind of the, the dogs we board in our home and the dogs that are doing a doggy daycare with us during the week. You know, obviously she's there with those pups. And really, she she's also doing some pet taxi for a, a, a veterinary clinic up here. So I'm not even joking when I call her. Her official role is a chief... She's the head of innovation and um, basically new business. Because I'll say this, she actually started this business. This was her going to be her job when we moved up here. I was an executive recruiter for a little bit. Before that, I was a automotive technician, mechanic. And uh, But I've got a lot of business experience and a lot of... Um, I also own an Amway business, my wife and I. And, um, you know, Amway business is a network marketing business that, you know, there's so many of them out there nowadays, but this one is literally, I believe, is the best business model when you actually analyze the actual compensation plans. Um, it's the most unlimited, and um, the products are incredible as well. So that's what the basis of, that, of those businesses are supposed to be, is products. And... You know, the Amway business, you only earn money when you sell products or your team is selling, is selling products. And Amway can, pays you for developing a team, a sales team, basically. And that sales team will eventually develop uh, leaders. And as you develop leaders in your business, that's when you actually get to a point where, like, for instance, when you have a leader backed up by a leader backed up by a leader in an organizational chart of your business that's when you really can have a business that's solid and you can actually begin to go into a mentoring role and this and that. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Great business. That's where I learned a lot of my business skills from. I I still have. I don't talk to them that often. I'm not, we're not very active in Amway, but, um, you know, we, we still have customers that order, you know, so it's cool. I recommend everybody having multiple streams of income. You know, don't just have one income you know you go to your day job nothing wrong with that if that's what you want i'll preface it with this if you have a goal of just saying look i want a nine to five job i want to make this amount of money i don't care about anything else that's great but you know a lot of times you know people can get just fired from their job you know you don't you don't have a lot of you might feel like you have more security as an employee because when you're self-employed you are the the go-to guy the buck stops there. You have no boss to complain to if you're not making the amount of money you want to make. You got you to go out there and get that business. You know what I'm saying? So, that being said, um, but you you actually own your 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 time and money. Where, as an employee, you're basically, you know, renting out your skills and your time, your time and your skills for a paycheck. Which is, that's really how you should think about it. If you are an employee, you need to think more like an independent contractor. It says, okay, I'm going to show up here. Monday through Friday, um, this is my rate, and uh, pay me every week, and I'll do it. But obviously, there's advantages of actually owning your own business because you could grow it. You know, if you're in a business, you can actually expand, 
You know, if you're an employee and you're not in a sales role, they can only pay you what that business can pay you. You know, simple as that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, people run around going on strike. Yeah, I, we should have fair wages, of course. But when you're complaining about not making enough and you're not doing more things to create more revenue, then you, you really don't deserve more income. You, know, you got to be doing something to help the bottom line so the business can afford to pay you more. You know, if you're working with, with a company that isn't trying to gouge you for your wages, you know. Anyway, I just got home, guys. This is a mishmash of uh, self-employment um, stuff and whatever. Um, get out there and make it happen. I'll probably do another recording a little bit later, and then I'll, I'll publish this as it's complete. Talk to you later. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, I actually recorded another segment that didn't get recorded. Well, it may be recorded if I can get home on the laptop and see if I can resurrect it because I can't do anything with it on the app and it said it failed and something or other. It was uh, thoughts on being self-employed and just, I was just kind of going on about what's going on in our business, talking about the cost of employees and you know bringing people onto our team and actually figuring out how to do all that and, and other businesses that you can start and I hope it uh, I hope it processes or whatever but I'm doing none other than a dog walk right now and those of you who don't know my wife and I own a pet care business and um, obviously we, we own and operate it and right now I'm the main dog dog walker right so until we could form up a team of people you know, to basically, I'd like to get out of this position, not that I don't want to be out here do- walking dogs or I'm above it, not at all. In fact, it's, I'm a little bit worried about what I'm going to do for exercise <laughs> when I stop this, you know, um, but I'll have to get my butt to the gym finally, but, because, you know, I walk around a lot, so it's just a really good way to stay trim and, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, so what we're doing though oops i gotta figure out how to get through this puddle it has been raining cats and dogs no pun intended here and um let me see if i can get over this way and i'm about to afford not afford i'm about to fjord a uh a swamp here oh my goodness Uh oh standing water good okay it's not like super moist and just soggy and quicksandish. Um, in fact, I recorded. I'm walking a dog named Buttkiss right now. Buttkiss after the dog from the movie Rocky. Um, this this gal who owns him is a was a weight trainer, professional bodybuilder. That's a piece of glass, darn it! Come here, buddy. People are so trashy, just leaving crap everywhere. Um. Anyway, so uh, I recorded a dog walk when I was, we were tracking moose, this was last winter, and uh, that was fun, it's fun just doing this random recording, because sometimes I just want to chit chat, you know, a lot of times I just, we want, I just want to freestyle, that's usually what I do, but uh, I've been trying to get on here and listen to everybody, seeing what's going on with everybody, I really only listen to a few, a few channels, but whoops, everybody, let's go, oh darn it, I'm stuck on a branch here. He's got one of those retractable leashes. 
and they're not that great. It's kind of a bad, it doesn't really teach a dog very well until they're better trained with a real leash. Anyway, um, I guess where I was going, I'm just finishing up this dog walk. My son just started his own YouTube channel. He's been wanting to for a while. He had a, an Xbox 360 for years. And uh, finally, he actually bought himself. He received a little inheritance from a family member. And we saved most of it. And he took part of it and bought a PS4. And a game and a controller and some little camera we hooked him up with. And so, since then, it's been a few months. Uh, I've been trying to figure out how to get him so he can do videos and stuff. So, he just has uploaded a video. His channel is called Great Northern Gaming, but I still haven't been able to find it when I search. So maybe as he is around for a little bit longer, it'll come up in search. But anyway, really excited for him. That's really kind of his dream is to be a gamer. I know a lot of kids these days want to be YouTubers. Um, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that because look, these guys at the tippy top of this thing are making multiple multiple millions of dollars and so hey if you can eke out a little niche and you know take take home 80 grand or 100 grand or 150 or even more obviously if you're you know you're you're talented and you're bringing value and all that but and i'm telling you guys um right now we're going through a lot of different changes everyone thinks that the internet thing is kind of like oh the big boom is kind of ended and we're just kind of in it no it's not, it hasn't even started yet the amount of opportunities that are coming into people's hands where they where there wasn't before, you know. I mean, the simple fact that a kid in front in the '90s, um, there may have been a competition here and there for video gaming, but nothing like it is today with esports and kids went you know basically are making a living off of it. So, yeah, you know, if I told Chase, I'm like, look, you know, if 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 people like you and you you you're entertaining and blah 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 then you'll you'll get a following if if you're not that great <laughs> you won't you know it's kind of simple it's nothing to even be mad or sad about it's people got to know the truth about you know what they're talented in and where their skills are and their people skills and their leadership and their ability to execute and stay focused and not get lazy and not get complacent you know success is hard it's, the only reason so many more people aren't successful is because it's very difficult. You know, it's just like, like a friend of mine who's, a, who's an Olympian. In fact, in fact, Keegan Randall. She and her a teammate won the gold. First time ever for the women's cross country. I went to school with her. Same grade. It was in junior high and high school. And all I remember about her is that she was just like training for something all the time. Like always, you know, the Nalgene water bottle. She got the... She had all the gear, you could tell she was fit, cross-country running, cross-country skiing. I mean, these people that are champions, you know, they work hard. And so why would we, you know, expect anything different when we want to be successful and, you know, career-wise? But anyway, so it's been a great dog walk. It's time to put him up and head home. And uh, hope you all are doing well. We will catch you on the flip side. Alright ladies and gentlemen, back at it, 
with the audio chit chat. Um, I'm trying to get myself motivated. I'm out here in the garage and I've got to clean this thing. It's not just cleaning it, it's reorganizing it, right? Um, which is usually what people mean, you know, when they say clean the garage, you know? Because I know, yes, we'll sweep the floor. But we're not, like, disinfecting the surfaces, <laughs> you know, cleaning the walls, dusting, you know. Anyway, we're trying to get the plow truck up in here, and I just tried to put the Corvette on these little, uh, hey, have you ever seen a vehicle that on each, under each tire, there is a little uh, dolly, you know, a little wheeled platform, right? So you can put your vehicle on the, on the little dolly, and then you can just roll it around wherever you want. Now, what I just learned is, first of all, you want to make sure your floor surface is very clean. Because if you have any rocks or anything, um, those wheels, you know, aren't going to want to, you know, roll over any rocks. But, in this situation, the, the dollies I was trying to use were for a snow machine. And I just learned that those did not work. So, um, it, the front end rolled off of them because the front end is the heaviest part of this car. And, uh... I have got to get some actual vehicle ones because I think the vehicle ones are going to be a lot lower to the ground and the wheels are going to be a lot um, flatter and wider, shorter, not as not like skateboard wheels, but like shorter and just more like a steamroller, um, you know, wheel if you've seen a steamroller, you know. Anyway, so just kind of something crazy there. I'm just kind of going off, trying to finish this episode right now. Um, oh, I really, to be honest, I almost want to start recording because I'm just, I'm not really feeling it, you know, as far as getting this done, but I've got to tonight. I really, really got to. So I don't, I'm not just going to have, I'm just going to, I'm not just going to record and just have me drone on and on. So what I'm going to say is this, I'm going to finish this episode, publish it and get on with my with my business here. I want to thank y'all for listening. If you listened uh, to this far, or even if you skipped to this point because you like the title, I don't know. Thank you for listening, and I am just a normal human being out here um, trying to take advantage of the opportunities that God sends my way, right? Trying to give Him glory, trying to honor Him, trying, even if, even if I mess up, which I do pretty much every second, uh, I'm still going to, like, say, look, I'm going to, um, you know, bow a knee to Jesus Christ, you know, and um, I'm not ashamed of that. So I think I think you need to figure out what you aren't ashamed of, you know, like what you believe in. And I don't, I, I can't stand the fact that most Christians, I don't like that word anymore, you know, like, it's like this gray religious type of word. What I want to tell people is, look, you got to figure out, you know, hey, did this world come out of nowhere and there's no, there's no, um, nobody to answer to, or is there, you know, if there is, you know, which we all feel in our hearts that it's, it's, it's wrong to lie, it's wrong to steal, it's wrong to cheat, you know, and if you look at our, our justice system on earth, it's very straightforward, um, if you mess up bad enough you're going to either go to go to prison or you're actually going to get killed so let's be very thoughtful about what happens in the next life and do you actually believe there'll be justice in the next life and if so where's that justice line drawn you know 
Is it, uh, it's okay to lie and like steal paper clips from the office? But if you rape uh, the child, you should be punished? So the problem is you get into the argue, argument of morality, right? And you start to really dive into the fact that, um, you know, anything beyond um, total goodness, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to get too ethereal is the word that came to mind, but I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that you know, it's like, God, come back and, 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 and deal with the evil in the world. Well, the problem is you're evil too, you know? Most people balk at that, but, you know, did you, uh, were you short with your wife today? Did you disrespect your husband? You know, did, if you're a kid, did you, not that kids listen to my podcast, but, you know, did you steal something? Did you, you know, even if it was small, look, guys, there's an objective morality that's out there. And let's not kid ourselves and think it's subjective, which means we have all agreed on what's moral. No, that's not true. And I invite you to uh, respond and tell me your thoughts on that. Because the uh, objective versus subjective morality debate is, um, it's a mess. (laughs) It really is. And let's talk about it. Let's be friends. And I love you. I want you to succeed in your life, but I also want you to, um, you know, be able to deal with the next life, you know? Uh, yeah, I cringe when people say, oh, I'll be fine, uh, you know, in the, in the place where God isn't, you know, I'll be partying with my friends. It's like, no, 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 I'm so sorry. Anything good, like, that place is, is the absence of anything good. So not Pleasure Island on Pinocchio. So, better look in the mirror because your nose is five foot long. And uh, anyway, get the Bible out. You know what I'm talking about? Go to the book of John. Read that first chapter. I don't know. Maybe some somebody will hear this. And uh, it's not me. Um, I think it's Romans 1.16. Look up Romans 116. It's not me. Anyway. I hope y'all have a great day. Keep doing your thing. I want you to call in and message me and how I can support you. And until then, God bless.